Oh 
and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. Amen. This is the word of the Lord for the church this morning, and we say together, praise, praise be to God. God for his word today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. As today is Fifth Sunday, uh, each week we cover families of our church in prayer. And uh, on Fifth Sunday, we don't assign families. We just invite you each day in your own personal devotion time to seek the Lord and ask Him to lay families uh, of the church on your heart to pray for each and every day. So we ask you to do that this week. Ask each day that the Lord uh, lay a family uh, or two on your heart to pray for this week. And uh, let's cover our families in prayer as we go to God this week. Let's continue to pray uh, for these midterm elections, uh, knowing uh, that every election is important, not just the one for uh, President of the United States, but um, uh, all elections are important. And so let's continue to pray for that. And, uh, and let's continue to pray for our students and teachers and administrators and uh, continue to pray for those in our community. Uh, let's continue to keep one another lifted up in the midst of uh, uh, a recession, in the midst of inflation and high prices. And uh, ask the Lord to continue to sub, uh, supernaturally provide for us in the midst of a famine uh, and in the midst of uh, economic uh, downturn. Whatever your needs are, we can uh, take our cares to the Lord. We invite you to do that now as we look to the Lord together in prayer. Whatever needs you have, talk to the Lord about your prayers this morning, about your needs, knowing that he knows all about it and that he hears and answers prayer. How many believe that this morning? Amen. 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 So let's uh, take our cares to the Lord in prayer today. Today. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you again for the ability to get up out of the bed. Thank you for one more day. Thank you for blood running warm in our veins that we uh, have breath in our bodies. And because we are alive today, we have breath in our bodies. We say like the psalmist that let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And that's why we have gathered to your house today to gather with your people to give your name the praise, the honor, and the glory to thank you for what you have done and what you are doing and what you're going to do in each and every one of our lives. Thank you, Lord, for how you have moved in the lives of each and every one of your people this past week. And thank you, Lord, that you're even moving in the lives of your people now, even as they look to you this morning in prayer and bring their cares before you. Lord, you're moving on them and we pray that they will uh, have a special sense of your body presence with them, moving across their, their spirits and their souls, knowing, giving them a sense of well-being to know that things are well, despite what it looks like. Help them to be able to say things are well by faith, to look beyond their present circumstances and say with assurance based on your word, things are well. We thank you today. 
for you have given us another day and we've taken a portion of this day to give it back to you knowing lord everything that we are and everything we have ultimately belongs to you so we come to you this morning on behalf of your people asking you to bless and touch each and every one of them lord touch each family that's gathered here this morning each family that's represented whether in person or virtually touch them in a special way lord continue to make ways for them lord touch bodies lord heal people lord those recovering from surgeries lord continue to help them recover from their surgeries and procedures those who are going through diagnoses and trying to figure out what's taking place in their bodies lord bless and help them lord and give them the grace that they need and those that are living with diagnoses lord bless them and give them the grace that they need each day uh, to, to handle the situation that is going on in their lives lord we pray for those uh that need help in finances and lord we pray that you continue to bless your people lord your word tells us that you are god that your hand is not too short that it cannot save lord and we thank you that over and over in your scriptures you have shown us that you can provide in the midst of a famine so provide for your people in the midst of a famine in the midst of high prices in the midst of layoffs provide for your people in jesus name we pray amen amen Amen. We always like to remind you of family worship and encourage you to participate in family worship uh, as a supplement to weekend worship. Uh, to know more about how you can do that and implement that in your own family, go to our website, crisisinglychurch.org forward slash resources forward slash family dash worship. Uh, continue to celebrate you if you're celebrating birthdays and anniversaries this month you got about another day in your month and so we continue to celebrate you and thank God for you and pray God's blessings over you uh, we want to remind you of Bible study on Tuesday nights as we continue to look through the book of Leviticus and talk about worship of God and how worship is tied to our obedience to God. And we're going to continue that on this week. Uh, today is a special day. It's Fifth Sunday, and uh, we are uh, getting back to reinstitute our Fifth Sunday Fellowship. That's that time where we go out uh, as a ministry and those who are attending worship together we go out and have a meal together so immediately following service we'll do that and have a meal together and we'll do our usual where uh, the church gives you uh, a part of the money towards your bill today uh, and so let's go you guys have the you all have the details of that let's go and fellowship with one another have a meal together one of the best ways to uh, to fellowship with one another get to know each other better is to do it uh, as we exchange a bill together so we're excited uh, that we get to do that with you today excited about uh, sharing a meal together immediately follow our service uh, we are actually uh, instituting something today in conjunction with our fifth sunday fellowship uh, being that it is midterm election season and there's a, a strong push to get people out to vote uh, we are uh, implementing our souls to the polls this is something that churches nationally uh, are doing uh, to encourage their congregants to get out and vote and make sure uh, they have voted and so in conjunction with Fifth Sunday Fellowship 
fellowship today. After we have a meal, we're just going to go about a quarter mile down the street to the uh, Babies Ford Library and uh, institute our souls to the poll and, and vote. And uh, if you have not had the opportunity to vote, you can go ahead and do so. If you're not registered, you don't have to worry about it. You can register in person today and vote today and get it all done and have that checkbox checked. Uh, so many times people wait till election day and then things happen and get busy and get off late and things happen and, and they don't make it to the poll on time. And so early voting is a, a special uh, a special privilege that we have so that we can make sure that we get our vote in and that that vote is counted. And so uh, we thank you for those of you that are going to be tagging along and strolling to the polls uh, today uh, with us. And even if you have voted, go ahead and uh, show some solidarity for those who haven't and show your support uh, for them in exercising their right to vote um, by, by going and at least standing and celebrating them as they uh, make their voice heard. And so excited about that. Immediately following service, we'll go and have a meal together. And by the time we're dealing with that meal, uh, the the poll should be open uh, for early voting today. Uh, we want to continue to uh, pray for those over the holidays. Uh, continue to keep your ears open as we get ready for the holidays. And the holidays poses a special time for us to be a blessing to others in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we've got a, a mission project that's coming up uh, very, very soon over the next uh, two to three weeks. And so keep your ears open. Uh, we'll hopefully have the finalized details uh, out to you this week. And we want everyone to uh, participate in that as we be a blessing to those uh, in our community. And we partner uh, with uh, a neighborhood school right here in the community in which we worship. And so thank the Lord for that opportunity opportunity and keep your ears open uh, for the details of that opportunity. Amen. 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 Uh, thank the Lord. It's that time of the service where we can all participate no matter what your gift, skill, or talent is. So we can all give to the Lord. This is something we all can do. You don't have to be gifted to do this. This is just an act of obedience. It's an act of self-sacrifice. And as you give, uh, know that your giving goes to impacting lives uh, like uh, the mission projects that we're going to be doing over the next few weeks and uh, all the different ways that we try to partner with individuals to minister to those in our community. So know that you are sowing into good ground and the good soil and that your seed is being sown and that it's producing uh, much fruit in the lives of others and that uh, God sees that and he's being glorified by that and he's being honored by uh, our obedience in our sacrificial giving. So let's give well this morning. Seek the Lord about what he would have you to give and also give it with joy in your heart this morning. You can scan the QR code on the seat in front of you. You can scan the QR code on the screen. You can go to Cash Out, Dallas Enterprise, to the church, uh, or to the link on the screen. And we're going to get the credit of heart. Come around with your mask on and give it all display. Let's give well this morning to the Lord's work.
If you will, turn with me to the book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk chapter 1 is what we want to look at this morning for a few moments. Habakkuk chapter 1, uh, we'll look at a few verses in chapter 1 and then a few verses in chapter 2. And as you turn there or swipe there with your tablet or device, let's uh, ask the Lord to be with us as he... Uh, has been so far in this service today. Amen. Lord, thank you for what you continue to do in and through each and every one of our lives, and we thank you today and continue to help us to offer to you the sacrifice of praise, for you are worthy of all the praise, the honor, and the glory, no matter what it may look like in our lives. You are still worthy. You are great and greatly to be praised. Yes, and so, Lord, this morning, as we continue this, this worship service and worship you, now through looking at your word together, continue to help us, Lord, give us minds to understand, eyes to see, ears to hear, hands to do and feet to walk in the things you call us to this morning that we may know very clearly what you're calling us to do when we leave this place today. For those that need encouragement, Lord, encourage. Lord, those who need instruction, Lord, instruct. And uh, Lord, who need the Lord, those who need to know which way to turn, give them wisdom and help us all to know what you're saying to us in our lives and in our families. Uh, in this season and in this time. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Habakkuk chapter 1, uh, starting with verse number 1. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. You can follow me in whatever version you have. The concept should be similar um, in your Bible. Habakkuk chapter 1, starting with verse number 1. The oracle that Habakkuk the prophet saw. O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear? Or cry to you violence and you will not save? Why do you make me see iniquity and why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. So the law is paralyzed and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous, so justice goes forth perverted. Now look over at chapter 2, starting with verse number 1. I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaint. And the Lord answered me. Write the vision, make it plain on tables, so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end, 
it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Amen. Amen. This is the word of the Lord for the church and the church said together. Praise be to God for his word today. I want to talk this morning for a brief time about when it seems God does not hear your prayer. Uh, when it seems that God does not hear your prayer. Have you ever felt like your prayers are bouncing off the ceiling? Uh, that you have prayed for something, but for some reason your prayers don't seem to be reaching heaven because things are still the same. Have you ever felt that way? Anybody truthful? Maybe uh, you are more spiritual than I am. Maybe you've never gone through a season where you felt like uh, your prayers uh, are, are not reaching up to God and not reaching up to heaven. But if you haven't experienced it, keep on living. There, there may come a time in your personal walk with God where it feels like you just can't get a prayer through that you just can't seem to get that prayer all the way up to heaven. It, it seems that that your prayer God is not hearing it and it seems like he is not answering your prayer. Anybody ever experienced that? Well, such was the case for many in the Bible many times that individuals prayed and it seemed as though that God did not hear them. I don't know what you have been praying to God for in your own personal prayers. Hopefully you have been talking to him about your needs, but uh, whatever you've been praying for, sometimes it can seem like he just does not hear because things have not changed for you. I don't know what you've been praying for. Maybe you've been praying for a new job, a financial breakthrough. Maybe you've been praying for a type of healing or health in your body. Maybe you've been praying for something to change in your life that you're maybe frustrated with. I don't know what you've been praying about, but you know what you've been praying about. And sometimes when the answer uh, to our prayers don't seem to be coming from God, it makes us feel like... He does not hear. Habakkuk experienced this in his own personal life. Habakkuk, you don't have to be an unspiritual person to feel at sometimes in your life that you uh, that God is not hearing your prayer. It's not a uh, necessarily an unspiritual thing. We go through those seasons, and I, I know it's not necessarily an unspiritual thing because many in the Bible felt that way, just like Habakkuk, who is a prophet felt that way. If anybody should have been able to get a prayer through, Habakkuk should have been able to get a prayer through. He is the prophet. He is the spokesperson for God. He is the one who speaks on behalf of God to speak God's word to God's people. If anyone could get God to hear, Habakkuk should have been able to get God to hear his prayer. But even he, 
felt like God was not hearing his prayer. Habakkuk had been praying about the condition of his nation. He had been complaining about the condition uh, of his world and his city and his people and the culture. And he had been praying because much of what he saw around him disturbed him and grieved his heart. And he had been praying and praying and praying that God would do something about it. And it seemed as though the more Habakkuk prayed, the worse things got. Habakkuk was crying out. He was crying because there was injustice happening in his city, in his world, in his nation. He, he saw how people were treated unrighteously and unfairly. He saw that even people who claimed to have a relationship with God were doing unjust and unrighteous things. And he was crying out to the Lord, don't you care about what these people are doing and about what they're saying? how they're taking advantage of the poor, how they're taking advantage of those less privileged, how they're taking advantage of the disenfranchised of society. These people are supposed to be your people. Are you not doing something about it? I'm praying and praying, and the more I watch the news, it gets worse and worse. You know, uh, Habakkuk is talking about injustices that he's experiencing. And these injustices were not necessarily just coming from people in the world who did not know God. These injustices were coming from the people who claimed to know God and have a relationship with God and to know his word. It was the people who were claiming to be God's people who were doing it just things. And you don't have to go far to see the relevance of that for us today where there are many who claim the title of Christian but have no concern about their neighbor. Many who have the title of Christian but will support and do things that will hurt others. Many who will have the title of Christian but will vote and vote for politicians who will try to keep certain people from voting. You don't hear me this morning. It's not always the people in the world in doing the injustices. It's sometimes the people who claim they are believers in God. You, if you ain't never been hurt by a believer, keep on living because you ain't never been hurt until you've been hurt by a so-called Christian, a believer. I don't know if you ever been there, but there's, there's no hurt like church hurt. There's no hurt like someone who claimed to be a believer, a brother and sister, and when they did something, it contradicted who they said they were. Habakkuk says, it's getting bad. I understand the people of the world are the way that they are. But now we've got the people who claim to be your people now missing the mark. Lord, are you going to do something? Habakkuk yes, yes. prayed and prayed. Uh -huh. But it seemed like God didn't hear his prayer. And I think this morning we we look at Habakkuk's words, we might find some inspiration, some help for us when we are praying and praying, and it seems like God is 
not hearing our prayers and things have not changed. And if they are changing, they are changing for the worse. I want to tell you three things and I'll leave you alone. We'll go eat and fellowship. First thing I want to tell you this morning is this, that during these times where it seems like God doesn't hear our prayers, uh, these situations seem so persistent and pervasive. It is the time that when we feel like God is not hearing our prayers, it's because the situations we're experiencing are persistent and pervasive. They, they are staying alone. They're not changing. And not only are they not changing, they're getting worse. Habakkuk said, oh Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you're not here? How long shall I cry? Violence is in the street and you will not say, why do you make me see iniquity and why do you idly look at the wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. He says, I see all of this. And notice, it seems like your law is paralyzed and justice never goes forth. Habakkuk says, it's getting bad. And things are this bad situation are persistent and they're pervasive. They're, they're persistent. They, they're, 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 these situations when, when God seems like he's not hearing our prayers are so persistent. Why? Because the answer is the land. He said, how long? And maybe that's somebody's experience today. You say, how long, Lord, do I have to deal with this? How long do I have to deal with trying to figure out what's going on in my body? How long do I have to deal with this diagnosis? How long do I have to deal with these people on this job? How long do I have to give up the right for the wrong? How long do I have to deal with so-called Christians doing bad things and think they're doing the will of the Lord? How long do I have to watch the news and see somebody else hurt because there's someone that does and regard their rights or their needs or love them. How long? How long? Shall I cry for help? The answer was delaying. It was the, the problem was persistent. The situation was not changing. And not only was it persistent, it was pervasive. And he was continually faced with it. He says, it's getting so bad that, that verse 4, he says, it's like the law is paralyzed. It's, it's like the, the, the thing that the law is intended to do is keep people from doing wrong. But it seems as though that the law is paralyzed. No one has any regard for the law anymore. They do what they want to do when they get ready to do it and they don't care who they hurt. Justice never goes forth. The wicked surrounds the righteous so that justice is perverted. Habakkuk says, when I look, I see corruption every and every layer of government. He says, uh, even the, the, the judges uh, that I see, the people who know your law and supposed to institute your law and interpret and enforce your law, they are the ones that, that are perverting it and making laws and changing laws and reinterpreting laws in order so that injustice happens. It seems like your law is paralyzed. But he wasn't just talking about the laws of the land. He was talking about God's word. He, and, and many times in our lives we look at God's word and we say, Lord, how is it that I read these things in your word, but I don't I don't seem to be experiencing these things in my life. It seems like my life's not lining up with 
I'm the tail and not the head. And it doesn't match. It seems like your word is paralyzed. It's not working. Injustice prevails. It, and justice is perverted. That, that, that even when the law goes forth, it, 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 it is perverted. It, it is marred. It doesn't accomplish what it was intended to, to accomplish. It seems like, it seems like God, that uh, either you're not competent or you don't care. Maybe you're just not aware of God or, you know, I don't know, something's wrong with your ears. You need a, a supernatural hearing aid or, you know, if you do hear, you must don't love us that much. You must don't care because we're still experiencing what we're going through. Amen. But can I tell you something? <laughs> that, that during these times, when it seems like that God doesn't hear your prayer. During these times, in our situations where these situations are so persistent and pervasive and it seems like things are getting worse during these times. Can I tell you something? During these times, God may be answering our prayer, but just not how we want him to. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Uh, and that's what Habakkuk had to learn and what we got to learn that, that it's not that God doesn't answer our prayers sometimes he answers our prayers in a way that we did not expect him to do I have a witness here and, and, and I don't have time to go through it but if you read the rest of chapter 1 God answers Habakkuk and says I heard you I, I heard you every time you prayed. And, 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 and yes, I'm going to answer. And, and, and guess what, Habakkuk? You're not going to like the answer. You're, you're, you're not going to like how I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Behold, Habakkuk, I'm sending the Babylonians, the Chaldeans. I'm going to have them come in. And I'm going to have them ransack my people because I have a high purpose uh, for my people. And they got to go through a process. And, and I'm going to use this to come in and execute my will. Habakkuk said, whoa! What? you going to do what? The Babylonians, the Chaldeans, don't you know how wicked they are? They don't worship you. Yeah, I mean, come on, Lord. Uh, you, you're too holy for that. You, uh, uh, in verse 12, you say, aren't you from everlasting to everlasting? You're a holy one. Uh, Lord, we, we, we don't want to we shall not die. I mean, no. You want our homes to be destroyed. You want our city to be ransacked. No, no, no. That's not you. Let me listen one more time. That's got to be the devil talking to me. And the Lord said, no, it's me. All right, now. I have a plan. And Habakkuk, you got to respect me enough that I'm omnipotent and sovereign enough that I can execute my will for my people in a way that you did not expect me to. You don't hear me this morning. See, we all tend to prescribe the answers to our prayers before we pray them. We already know how we want God to answer our prayers. We already know the answer to our prayers. We already know how we want him to answer our prayers. We think that God can come in only one way in answering our prayers, but Scripture teaches us that God sometimes answers our prayers by allowing things to become much worse before they become 
know everything that's going on. I'm trying to help you in your relationship with God. Because if you listen to some folk on TV, they will tell you that only time, that, that, that only things get better and that if you're a Christian, you're going to always be on top. But I'm here to tell you this morning that I've not prepared you for the bad times in life. You will experience some tribulation. In fact, Jesus promised that. Then this life you will have tribulation. But take care and have no fear because I have overcome the world, Jesus said. We have got to prepare people for how to go through the valleys. They only want to be on the mountain top. Habakkuk, I haven't forgot my people. And I haven't forgotten what I said. But I'm taking them through a process right now. And, and they're going to appreciate where I'm taking them and where they're going to ultimately end up if they don't go through the process. And, and you, you know, like my grandmother used to teach me there was three ways that, that God answers our prayers. Yes, no, and wait. Do I have a witness? <laughs> Yes, no, or wait. Uh, I got a little fancy in and got a little round for it. So three ways God answers our prayers. Go, yes, no, not right now, or slow. Wait, you need to grow a little bit. It's not time for that yet. I don't know what God is saying, but make room enough for God to be sovereign in your life to answer your prayers in a way you did not expect. Maybe God wants you to stay right there on that job right where you are because there's somebody there you need to minister to and he is going to use you to impact. If you're crying for deliverance when that's your ministry. You cried, Lord, get me out. And he said, no, stay right there. Because I'm, I'm doing something in you. I'm helping you. You're praying like Paul prayed. Lord, take this thorn away from me. I don't want to deal with this over and over. And Paul prayed three times. And every time God came back to him and said, My grace is sufficient. Just trust me each and every day for what you need for the day. And I will give you what you need as you go through the battle. Sometimes it may not be that God does not hear. Sometimes he may be answering in a way you did not expect. But I want to tell you this, and I'm done. I told you, I had three things. I told you two. But, but the last thing I want to tell you this morning is this. It's during these times where God seems like he's not answering our prayers. It's during these times that he's challenging us to be persistent in our faith. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. We skipped over to chapter 2 verses 1 through 4. And, and Habakkuk says, I'm going to stay right here. After he complained, God, you can't do it like that. You can't answer my prayer like that. I don't want you to do it that way. I already figured out how you were going to answer my prayer. And that wasn't it. And, and after he complained about how God was going to answer his prayer, he said, you know what? I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stand here on my post and wait to see what he has to say. 
Habakkuk thought he was smart. Yeah. Habakkuk was the prophet. He threw a little bit of theology in there. Lord, you're holy. You're too righteous to do it that way. Yeah. I mean, you love your people. You got a covenant with you. He knew all the right words to try to manipulate God into answering his prayer the way that he wanted them to answer. He said, now I'm going to wait to see what he has to say to me. And God comes back to Habakkuk and tells him this. I want you to write down exactly what I said. I have not changed my answer. I'm going to do it exactly like I said I was. In fact, write it down, write it, read it, whatever you got to do. But it is permanent. It's going to happen the whether you believe it or not. Put it on tablets, write it down so that the person who reads it may run and tell everybody what I and he says, you may think it ain't going to happen, but wait for it. Verse 3, he says, the vision uh, awaits for a point in time, and it hastens uh, to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. Don't worry about it. It may seem like it's never going to happen, but wait for it. And that's God's message to you this morning while you're seeking him to answer your prayers. Maybe his answer to you is I'm using this to develop your faith. I told you what I'm going to do. Now I need you to trust me. First of all, I need you to humble yourself to respect me enough to know that I can answer your prayers in a way you did not expect. And then second of all, after you humble yourself, I need you to trust me that I'm going to cause all things to work together for your good. Wait for it. Wait for it. It's coming. Wait for it. It will surely come to pass. I know preachers have preached this. Fight the mission and make it plain that they that read it may run. But the mission that Habakkuk was given was not a positive one. It was a negative one. It was that somebody God is going to use to come in here and ransack our lives to press a reset button in our lives. It was not a positive thing. It was not to build a building where Habakkuk was talking about. Habakkuk did not want God to do exactly what God had shown him and how God was going to do it. But Habakkuk wrote it down. It's going to happen exactly the way I said and it's going to be the way that I said. So I don't know what the Lord said to you today, but I know one thing. You can take his word to the bank. I don't know what he said to you today. But you need to trust his word. Yes. Habakkuk reminds us to have faith and trust in God. Yes. He said, I don't know what you need to do. Write it down. Put it on a three by five note card. Rehearse it. Email it to you. Say, I don't know what you need to do, but write it down. Whatever God has said, you need to remind yourself of it. Record what he has said, and then I need you to rehearse what he has said. Keep it in your mind. Share it with other folks. And, and what happens is this, that when you share what God has said to you, it will not only let other people know what he's going to do, but it helps them remind you of what you said he said he was going to do. You don't hear me this morning. Because there comes times in your valleys when you're going to get 
give up and say, God, you don't hear me. You don't love me. You don't care about me. And there's going to be those same people that said, didn't you tell me that the Lord told you? And that will be the way to reinvigorate and re-strengthen your faith. Record it, rehearse it, and then rely on it. Rely on what I said. It may take a minute. I may not come back at when you want me. I'm going to add to that this morning. Habakkuk, I may not come how you want me, but know when I come and how I come is the best way and that it will work out for your good when everything is done and said. It does not matter if you understand it or not. It does not matter if you like it or not. It doesn't matter how long it takes. You just keep on keeping on. You keep on trusting me.
what he was doing because he stayed there on Friday night. He stayed there all Saturday, all Saturday night. But early Sunday morning, I wish I had witnessed that. Early Sunday morning, he had a divine escort to start from heaven. And an angel removed the stone out of his tomb and walked out of that tomb with all power in his hand. know what you're praying for, but make some room in your prayers to consider the fact that maybe God is answering your prayers in a way you did not expect, and then trust him that his will and his way is perfect and good. And it is ultimately will bring him glory and will result in your good. Yes, Let's yes, pray sir. together. Father, Thank we you, pray Lord. today, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That you help us in yes, our praying to trust you, to know you're sovereign, we're not. And we don't have everything figured out. We know, Lord, what you want, yes. what we want you to do. And we also know how we figure you're going to do it. But Lord, we know you're too big, you're too omnipotent to be put in a box. And sometimes you answer in a way we did not expect. But help us to know that when you answer, it will be all right. And that even sometimes, Lord, if we don't like how you answer, yes. that you ultimately bring in us to an expected end. You're bringing us and accomplishing your will in our lives. And your will in our lives sometimes is not just for us personally, but what you want to do through us to help and impact the lives of those around us that we may not even know watching this. Yes, so Lord, we pray that your people respond in the midst of their situations this morning, whatever they're going through, they'll respond in faith and say, no, things haven't changed. Yes, things do seem to be getting worse, but I still trust the yes, Lord. Yes. I have not given up my faith, but I will as we sing sometimes, I will continue to trust him until I die. Oh, yes. Help us to be like Abraham and Sarah. Your promise for them delayed. Sarah was 90 and you and Abraham was 100 before yes. your promise was fulfilled. But they kept trusting. Yes. Many, Lord, in the scriptures had to learn faith by being in situations where they had to exercise faith and trust you despite what they see and despite what they felt. So Lord, may it be so Lord, let someone know today that you haven't forgotten about them, you love them, you hear them. But until things change the way they wanted to or for the better, Lord, help them to trust you for the grace they need. Give them grace, Lord. 
Give your people grace, experiencing economic hardships. Give them grace, those experiencing sickness, uh, those who uh, affected, all of us affected by inflation or recession. Lord, give us all grace to trust you. And even in an election season, give us grace. We don't know what the outcome will be. But let us trust you and know you got a purpose and you got a plan. And we will not allow our faith to waver. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Pastor, can I sing a little bit of this song? When he calls me, I will answer.
Be with us today as we leave. Help us to continue to be your people. We know, Lord, there's someone always watching to see how we're going to respond in the situations we're going through. May they see faith in us and may they see uh, hope and a will to continue to trust you uh, despite our situations. And even though our situation may not have changed uh, in the way that we want you to. Thank you, Lord, for your love for Thank us. You, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That you are working your will, your purpose, mm -hmm. and plan out for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.